Well, good evening, everybody. Gonna go live on a nice rainy night here in Alberta. Uh, yeah, season's wrapped up, so we kind of get into a little bit of a low part of the season. And we're two weeks out from Strato Bash, and that's gonna be a great time out at Fort Saskatchewan, Stratotech Raceway. So, I mean, hey, gonna chat with Tony a little bit about that. We also got a special guest coming in, Brandon Kremp. He's one of our rookies from the season and sort of wanted to sort of get his ideas on his first season running the Pro Series and, you know, some of the learning stuff that he went through on that. But here, we'll get to As the internet is slow, but hey, here we go. Tony, how's it going tonight? Hey, Sean. Not too bad. Obviously, just uh, trying to stay dry out there. Uh, you didn't yeah. see the last second costume change. Literally, just walking from the car to the house. Got absolutely drenched, but uh, we're here. We're dry, and uh, we're ready to rock another Spec D podcast, or whatever you like to call it for all y'all. I don't know. I guess we should probably think of a name for this thing that we do every week, but I mean, hey, we'll, uh, we're not quite that far along. We don't do much editing. Actually, zero editing. It's live. Seriously, it's all right wrong. Publish it up. So if we say something wrong, <laughs> catch us next time. Leave it in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever it is. Um, hey, so yeah, our season basically wrapped up. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we sort of hit this end of the season lull. But then very shortly, it goes into overdrive with Stratotech. Raceway Park, Straddle Bash 4. Um, basically, what do we got? I think I figured it out we're 18 hours on track this year on the new schedule. So 18 hours of driving. Uh, track goes hot for that. We absolutely kill it all day on Saturday from 10 till 8 o'clock at night. And then Sunday's a little, little bit of more of a chill day. Um, yeah, but we're sitting right around 100 cars registered. It's uh, looking like it's going to be a good turnout a lot of people have been there before we got a few new people coming in but this seems to be the bucket list event for everybody for the weekend um you've been to three of them in the past give a little bit of your feedback on it what, what to expect from stratabash uh you know maybe there's some of the things that you should probably bring yeah definitely so I mean, first thing to expect is just chaos. Uh, I think if you come expecting just, you know, your normal run-of-the-mill drift drift event, oh, we'll go on track, we'll run a few laps, we'll end up in, like, a cool little tandem line, stuff like that, throw it out the window. It's more just about survival out there. Uh, you can be 10 cars deep in a tandem at any given time. Um, chaos, madness comes to mind. It's just full-on sand, man, for the whole weekend, and it's, it's a blast. It's, uh, I think... One of the most common uh, things I hear about it is, you know, like, man, that was so much seat time. Like, I'm actually tired of driving. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I've uh, I've definitely been there myself, too. Uh, by the end of that Sunday, it's uh, you're really dragging it to get it back out there from the pits on Sunday, especially late in the afternoon. There's a little bit more track time to be found, I think, at the end of the like the Sunday sessions. But, man, like it's a bunch of just tired drifters and uh tired uh, folks out there that's been in, in the sun all day and uh no it's it's just a blast and i can't wait to see what uh the fourth iteration brings for us yeah i'm thinking it's going to be be a good event you know challenging a lot of drivers you know sort of on, on their uh on messages even through the emails and stuff like that that we're sending out uh challenging really just to uh limit dirt drops if they can work take the time i think to to maybe not look at it as so much as like go all out, wreck the car, wreck the facility, but really work on it as a as a place to uh, to fine tune those skills. See if you can run the entire track without dirt dropping once, um, and you know try try to make it so that you keep it on the on the asphalt. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. It's a challenging one, especially, and I think that's probably a good thing is to pace yourself. Yeah. For the first yep. little bit going into it, um, there's a ton of time. Take it easy. Give yourself some time doing it. Uh, you know, figure out the flow of the track and, and stuff like that. And no, it's uh, not a popular suggestion, but you can take it easy the first few sessions. You can. 
you, you don't have to go out in a hundred point uh, hundred point run every run out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking too about uh, putting. Nice. We just see that uh, Jared put three hundred k on his car last year at Bash. That's crazy. Um, yeah. If you think about that, that's a really savage three hundred k on your car. Um, <laughs> but last year we threw out some of the tires. Uh, just uh, you know, spots that come to mind into Carousel Five. There, just exiting Turn Seven on the Monji down the straight into Turn Eight. That I think you know personally, I can say increased my driving like tenfold. Mm-hmm. Like actually being able to use the whole pavement and no bit of the extra dirt, it speeds you up around the track. You can learn the right line, and you have like way more fun. Like dirt drops are cool and all until you're there fixing them on Monday, which you know you right. and I will probably see each other there Monday. Um, yeah, no, but when you link the track itself, no dirt drops, no assistance. It's it's a good feeling, and it really. I think turn turn eight especially really opens that up when you can come flying out of seven, nail the Monty down the little straightaway there, and then like fly in massive angle into turn eight. Like what a blast, man! So I hope that uh, everybody takes that challenge to heart, tries to keep it out of the kitty litter, keep it out of the dirt, and uh, yeah, no, I hope we just have a blast out there watching everybody go ham. I think so. Um, driving level has definitely increased. I mean, we look at it for even from the pro comp this year driving level has gotten a lot better. And I think that's maybe something that we're going to see into this fourth season of Strato Bash. Um, drivers, have, they've done a ton of laps there. The people that are coming, I can probably think we're about 80% of return uh, customers to Strato Bash. So definitely they've had the laps around the track. Lots of them have uh, had tussles with some of our, our tire barriers, maybe had some tussles with some of our... Um, um 12 by 12 treated uh, oh, forgot about those <laughs> wooden, wooden k-rails that we call them yeah um, you know so so you know risk and reward right so if you want to risk it and take it but i think definitely um one thing that we're going to focus on a little bit in the driver's meeting is just talking about you know working on those habits bad habits like uh exceeding track limits always come to bite you and once you you're stuck on that bad habit it's really hard to lose it i think but you know it is what it is there's 100 cars out there have it basically grouped out we sent all the emails out to everyone that's that's registered and made a few changes so everyone should be happy with the groups they're in and if you're missed that opportunity well you know there's always next year to uh do it again groups are set emails going out uh, probably the next day or so with all the prep, tech sheets, everything. So Stratobash will be locked in. Um, yeah, I think we'll maybe wait till next week to leave a few of the special things that we got planned. Um, team Tandem, I don't think we're doing Team Tandem. I think we're going to try something a little bit different. As cool as it sounds, it didn't always flow as well as what we had always hoped. And there was just a lot more, more carnage and chaos. And I mean, especially we saw a few people in our, you know, not so much last year, but the year before, you know, had a bad enough accident that it actually ended their weekend. So we definitely want to, don't want, want to do that for our midday fun activities. So maybe we've got some big entry comp type stuff coming and then a few other special things like that. Um, basically, yeah, we were cooking last year. It was really hot. Everyone seemed to remember that, that we were well over in the 30 degrees. But yeah, this year is looking a lot long. better. The, yeah, the long range forecast has it sitting us, you know, low, uh, high teens low 20s i think that's perfect weather for for driving um hey so a little update on you we're waiting for brandon um i see him in there 715 brandon jump on request to join we'll let you in but a little update for you tony we were out doing a demo for toge bash uh last weekend so we were getting sort of the the sneak preview of stratotech and what it all is what <laughs> Give a little update on, on what happened to you for your first uh, driven demo that we did. <laughs> well, famously, I like to call them the demolition runs, as uh, that's kind of what I experienced from my driver's seat. We saw cars jumping off each other, random 360s throughout the track. And unfortunately, I know you're going to make me say it because you don't want to say it yourself. You go ahead. Uh, I'm going to grab the yeah. thing that you got. I can still hear you, so keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, just to fill everybody in, unfortunately, we did lose the uh, KA24. Uh, Piston 2 did leave the chat uh, probably maybe five runs in or so. Um, yeah, we lost. Uh, look at that. 
look at that. So at least it's not all a, a total <laughs> loss. We got a nice, uh, nice little plaque there. And I want to get a uh, extend a huge thank you to the uh, Toge Bash crowd too. You know, sorry I left a little bit of a mess on the track there, and uh, you know, kind of left a little early. Never liked leaving the events early, but. Uh, I'm just one of those old school guys, man. I drove that car there and uh, couldn't drive it home. So I had the, you know, bit of a logistical hurdle to figure out, but uh, we got it all home. We got it all home safely and uh, we'll be able to dig in and uh, make a plan to come back stronger next year. We did uh, as early as Sunday, actually, we had a plan lined up to go pick up another engine, see if we can go throw it in the car for bash. But, uh, you know, end of the day, we kind of figure, probably better to take our time on this one and i was saying this to uh marco today actually you know it's it is a hard pause on what we were doing what we we're hoping to achieve in strato bash for this year but it is also an exciting opportunity for a good reset too that uh i think both me as a driver car as a car and just me car and program could use so right. we're gonna you know take it back to the lab over winter uh figure out a few things uh we'll come back with uh you know uh, something that we can be proud of and you know i just uh want to extend a thank you to you sean as well for letting me be a part of that demo too you know it was only five laps but it was a pretty exciting five laps um just loved <laughs> hanging out here just uh meeting the fans answering questions about drifting and stuff like that and it feels a little bit more real when you have your car behind you and you can do something like that so i think we'll uh we'll be making a plan to come back and do something like that in the future unfortunately we won't be there for bash with our car uh, but you know I'm going to be on site just to yeah, make sure that you guys are going dummy hard and blow up your stuff too, so you can join me over here in Cry Kid Corner. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe if uh, someone's silly enough, I'll even steal your car. But uh, you know, little little small exciting announcement on that too. I'm going to actually bring out the old camera gear, give that the dust off, see if it works, and uh, okay. just be on hand, uh, shoot some media, man. Go back to the roots where it all started for me about 14 years ago, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can get from that. So I'm still looking forward to Bash. Obviously, a little bit bummer that I won't be there with a car. Um, mm -hmm. But again, you know, bringing the vibes, bringing bringing the uh, the hype train. You know, I am the conductor of the hype train, and uh, we we all rest. There, <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, for the uh, audio listeners, hey, Toby Bash made up some cool drift specific uh, trophies for us. Tony obviously won the best carnage. Car caught on fire. Complete right off of the motor. That deserves the best carnage. Um, but they did some cool stuff like best tandem, best smoke show, some nice stuff like that. So it's neat to kind of mix in all these different groups because, uh, you know, road racing and stuff like that. And like last week on our Thursday night, we did a drift and drag. The first one out, we're out of Rad Torque. So we had drag racing going on. We had drifting going on on the road course. And it was a great night. Um, first time I actually ever took the car down the drag strip, to be honest with you. It's uh, nice. <laughs> different, different, but I mean, hey, it was fun. I think every one of the drift guys went down the drag strip, and I don't think we saw any of the drag guys go on the drift track, but it was all good. Um, I don't know, just I love anything motorsports, so to have all these uh, different disciplines get together and, and the mutual respect that's going on is, is cool to see. Hey, well, I see Brandon is just hanging in there on the side, so let's get him in sort of see where his season is at and what his plan is for the remainder of it. You can jump in here. Come on. Water break. <laughs> yeah, a little water break there. There we go. Oh, I need to change got that. Got that mystery camera. There you go. Mystery <laughs> camera. He's, he's in the garage with the machine. Corey, give a little bit of an intro for yourself. Um, we do record this for the podcast, so so go ahead, introduce yourself, maybe a little bit about the car you drive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Brandon Cram. Uh, I've been driving this Nissan 350G ever since it's been stocked four years ago, and I've been slowly progressing in the drift world up until this year when I hit the Pro-Am, uh, and boy, nice. was that an eye-opening experience. <laughs> So um, I do still have the VQ35 in the car. It is turbocharged, as reliable as that is. It hasn't blown up yet, um, just with all stock drivetrains, GK Tech angle bits, uh, welded dip, of course. Um, it's an eBay turbo kit, so don't expect the world from it, but <laughs> gets down and boogies when it needs to. Uh, Polestar turbo, Titan cab cage, you know, just kind of the usual safety stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a, a fun year so far. And, yeah, looking forward to Strato back where I can really open up the legs. 
yeah, and I think just the, the seat time in it. So was this the first year that it was turbocharged? Is that correct? No. Last year it was turbocharged, and I had a lot of things to deal with on the car, okay. a lot of leaks, a lot of tuning problems. Um, but I also just had too busy of a summer to get out to many of the events. Um, right. It did really make it down to Stratobash last year, but I had a clutch that was on its way out. Um, when I turbocharged the car, I still had the clutch that was in the car NA in it. Luckily, it held on the dyno, but it did not like clutch kits at 400 horsepower. Um, right. So I had to baby it last year, but yeah, second year turbocharged. Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. Uh, as you increase the power, you will find the weaker links inside the, the chassis. So, like this year, I don't think you had any mechanical issues so much. It was maybe just getting used to the competition setting and um, the challenge behind it, right? So, first of all, hey, hey, thanks. You made it out to all the rounds. That's a, that's a big step. And that's, uh, you know, we really appreciate that as a series of drivers come out to all the rounds, do the standings, all that. Seat time. Um, you did get a lot of seat time in it. What was the most challenging part about maybe making that step into competition as opposed to just sort of like grassroots or bash style driving? So I'd say the first big hurdle is the cost. Um, obviously getting the car up to tech and making enough power to be somewhat yeah. competitive, definitely a hurdle to get over, which I got over last year. Um, so that was the first step. And then this year, the biggest eye opener was just how different pro-am tracks are to grassroots and, you know, not, on track, uh, unofficial driving, uh, right. where second gear cuts it. Um, so yeah, these long straightaways, big corners, running at a wheel speed in third gear is definitely something that I never experienced until I hit some of these pro-am tracks. Okay. Um, and yeah, mechanically the car was holding up fine, but I did make some minor mistakes that took me into the pits every once in a while. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, luckily I uh, got a lot of seat time at the events, even if I didn't make the competitions. Now, one of the things that I always struggled with is I was sort of starting in a competition, you know, and, and I got to say it was probably the first year and a half that I didn't even qualify for any events myself um, was nerves, nerves going into qualifying. I just couldn't get it out of my head and you'd be doing decent practice. You, you know, find, put the track together in little bite-sized pieces. You finally get a run in, goes to qualifying and you forgot what you were doing and didn't make it. Was it nerves for you? Did you find nerves were something to play with? Or what What was maybe a hurdle? Um, like advice going into drivers coming into it? Because that's something that's, you know, like it's 12 years ago for me now. So it's hard for me to remember that. But, you know, what's the biggest thing that you found was a hurdle in competition? Um, I definitely think it was driving style and learning how to set up a car for Pro-Am. So Funny enough, I actually was more nervous in practice when a car was chasing me just because, you know, a spin out, a crash, that would take me out for the day. But once mm -hmm. qualifying showed up, I was like, okay, there's no pressure. First year of competing, I'm figuring things out in the car. So whether it goes good or bad, I, you know, I wasn't really here to prove anything. And I certainly wasn't attempting to win money in these events. So, right, right. Um, so yeah, things were actually pretty good for nerves uh, in that way. Uh, the first round at Stratotech, um, I actually ended up having a misfire on the car. That was, uh, I didn't, I thought it was an exhaust leak, but it turns out I was down on power and I tested it out uh, the following week. Um, right. So that was kind of hurting some of the lines, but of course that was first problem event, first time I tried linking some of those bigger sections and following a line. Um, and I took a lot of like chassis advice set up from other people to help out with the second round at Mission. Uh, Mission was a whole, whole slew of different issues. Um, I brought the car without spacers on the front end, uh, not realizing that at full lock, I'm gonna be rubbing all my tie rods again. So that took me out for a little bit. Um, tried doing third gear in, with like the big tires in the rear, but uh, the small corner in the start was causing me problems. Um, and by the time I actually figured out what I was going to be doing, qualifying happened. And then I was really struggling to shift up from second to third mid-drift because I've never needed to do that before. And I think I was just getting timing wrong or not figuring out how to finesse it. So that was an issue for second round. And then third round was going great. Practice was going good. I finally linked the big track for the first time. And then last run in practice, when I took on some new tires to go like scrub them in for qualifying, uh, I threw it into the wall, bent a tie rod, came back to the pits, did an eyeball alignment that was way off, went out for my first lap and spun. Mm -hmm. uh, came back to the pits, fixed it up a little bit, and then went and did like almost my best run of the day and then spun on the very last corner. Uh, and I actually learned something else about this. Uh, I have uh, rack spacers on my tie rods. 
I forgot to put those on in the heat of the moment, switching out the tie rod. So I only have like 40 degrees of angle in the corner I was trying to go through. And yeah, attempting to do a backy and qualifying isn't worth it either. So, <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it was good. And, and, the, and the run was going great. We were, our, the judges tower was right by that last corner. And like, we were probably as bummed as you were because we were really, the run was going great. And then just that last corner, just a little bit of, of over-rotation. Um, so you, you mostly work on the car yourself, is that correct? So something goes wrong, you're working on the car in the pits, you're kind of that Iron Man doing it yourself. Is that, is that maybe a, a challenge, some of the rookie mistakes, like obviously forgetting to put the, the tie rod spacers in or the rack spacers? There's just some of these little things that you forget. I mean, um, I remember like, here, I'll give you a little example. First time I changed an axle, it took me well over an hour. Um, we did the demo on Saturday. I can get it in about four and a half minutes now. So it just comes with practice, right? Taking the car apart, putting it back together, knowing the tools that you need. Um, so now, now that you're coming into Stratobash, right? You've had a full season of, of the pro competition behind you. What are you specifically going to be doing at Stratobash that's maybe different than what you did last year? So this year, I really want to link the entire track, no issues, keep it on the asphalt, um, and really play around with like shifting from second to third and third to second. I think that's okay. going to give me the most uh, like improvement throughout the weekend. Because I don't know, I'm going to try to improve even though it is a fun weekend. Um, right, right. But I'm going to tandem with my buddies. That's the, the root of it. <laughs> Um, Excellent. Yeah, no, just figuring out, linking that section. I'm, I'm definitely going to try the line from round one again, knowing what I know now, being on the tire, changing up the car a little bit. So if I can link that section now, I'll have a little bit of a confidence boost for the rest of the track. But uh, yeah, just want to get as much seat time as I can in. Um, actually, last year when I did Strato Bash, I was overheating after like half of a lap of hard driving. And over the winter, I put in an oil cooler kit and fixed up some of the cooling systems. So it's been good so far, so yeah, I should be able to do the entire day, no problems. Oh, I think so. And, you know, the, the car seems to be making good power. It seemed like it wasn't struggling. Like, we even drove together on the Sunday fun day in uh, Mission. Um, just good times. I mean, that's, it seemed like just piecing all those little things together. A lot of changes in the off season make it, uh, you know, sometimes challenging to see how it all actually melts together when you're actually in competition. So going into, into that, you know, obviously you're going to really test your cooling system because Stratobash, those, some of those laps are really long and then you get in the zone and you're like, you know, you glance down quickly at your water temp and you just go one more, one more run. And you <laughs> rip the entire thing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I think that's a great, great plan. Um, and then I just encourage you to pick some people and, and discuss it in the pits so you guys roll out together so that you can actually tandem together. The whole morning, like in the back section, we usually run a start line. So I usually try to pair people up or get three or four guys going together so they can run in, you know, with their friends or whatever and actually leave off together so they get some cool tandems in there. Um, but overall as a season, what's your – Give a little bit of a thought, um, maybe some of the highlights. You've, you obviously got a lot of driving in because we, you know, if you look at Mission, you had all day Friday, a ton of time on Saturday, and then Sunday, maybe some of the best tandem runs that you had, who you enjoy driving with the most, and uh, biggest thing that you learned. For sure, yeah. So biggest thing I think I'm going to take away from this season is some of the concerns with with the car that I think I can fix with some driving style, but obviously if I had unlimited budget, unlimited time, I'd probably make some changes, mm -hmm. but my turbo is a little bit on the big side. And of course I have a stock engine and I didn't want to make too much power down low, um, but I don't make power until like 4,000 RPM. And then I only rev to 60. So it's a little bit of a tough power band and I'm learning to left foot brake a lot more than I had been in previous years. Um, and then that led to me learning another issue with the brake booster getting really sticky with the turbocharged car that wasn't supposed to be turbocharged. Right. Um, so yeah, again, keeping the learning going on how to properly set up a drift car and how to make improvements to mine. Um, and yeah, uh, sorry, what was the second half of the question? <laughs> yeah, no, basically that's, that's kind of it. Who do you enjoy driving with the most? Like sort of what you learn? I mean, competitive 
drifting competitive tandem is obviously different than like, you know, our straddle bash stuff. Maybe what was a big takeaway from that that you needed to learn for, I guess, for tandem? Yeah. Um, um, well, it didn't actually happen this year because he wasn't competing, but uh, I think my favorite tandems are with Jesse Legault. Um, okay. Back when he was the VQ35 and we were similar power levels. Um, and we did that little event in Fort McMurray with the 881 Northern Bout. Um, that was probably my best tandems I've ever had because it was the first time I've actually needed to tandem, needed to stay close and do all that stuff. Um, but this year, uh, since I was really just focusing on trying to qualify in the practice, I was kind of hanging back, taking my distance and just working on my own self to, to make it to competition and then worrying about the tandem stuff later. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed watching Francois drifting this year. I think he's pretty wild. And <laughs> he won rookie in the heart. He, he won rookie of the year in my heart just with how crazy he's been uh, sending it all through, uh, at the two events he went to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to drive with a lot more of the competitors. Like the driving level is really high. I noticed that in practice where it only took like one or two runs for them to start linking the track like perfectly. And some of them it's like first run all day, same run. And they're just like sending it. No, no problems. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm going to look forward to that next year once I start making it into the competitions. Um, so for the car, the off season changes, anything specific you're looking at doing, or are you going to try to keep it the same? I think I'm going to look into the, the brake booster delete um, and go okay. with something a little bit more manual. Um, that should give me a little bit more consistency and like the throttle modulation and the braking throughout the course, which will help me link some of those bigger sections that uh, don't really come up in the grassroots or the fun days. Um, but other than that, uh, no, I kind of just want to keep having fun the way it is, uh, save some money. You know, like I'm married, I own a house. So like, you know, <laughs> making do with what I've got to have the, the most fun that I can is my, my plan for next year. There's yeah, a reason I think you're in the garage, right? <laughs> no, and I think that is a good plan too, because if you, uh, if you can just drive through some of the problems, I mean, obviously all the cars aren't perfect where, where we're at, at the level we're at. Some of the minor changes, yeah, like we discussed quite a bit, the brake booster on a turbocharged car, you know, those, some people who don't know, you can be left with braking, but as you modulate your throttle, then your boost goes away and then your foot just either hits the floor. So you get all the brakes or no brakes. Um, so yeah, actually I did that change too. It's a chase base part, works out pretty decent, makes it a lot like a, like a pedal box because it just runs like a Willwood master in there. And it actually works out really nice. So that, I think that was a, that's a good idea for some small change over the off season. And now, you know, the car, you know, some of the little tweaks and the nuances of it. And I think next year it'll just come back uh, even a lot better, but definitely looking forward to seeing you out at, uh, at Stratobash on September long weekend and hopefully get some laps in together. Definitely looking forward to that too. All right, Tony, I'll let you jump in there. I'll get my water break in and you can give her. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man. So one of the questions I want to start off with here, Brandon, is, uh, you know, obviously big season. You made it to all three rounds. You kept the vibe up, man. You're always, you know, it didn't matter what was happening in the pits, bro. You're always smiling. You're always just chilling, having a vibe, having a time. Um, you know, obviously we, we saw you almost make it a few times in qualifying there. Um, but, you know, you never let that get you down. You, you, you always came back, good energy, stuff like that. What makes those events for you? Like, what is it that keeps drawing you back? Like, you know, I think you guys had a post during mission. Uh, I think I said it on the stream too, and I'll kind of want to reiterate it here because I think it's really, really important to take too. You know, sometimes drifting, it's not about the results. It's uh, it's about the uh, friends met along the way and the the times had. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, de what keeps me coming back is uh, like, firstly, the challenge. Like I know drifting, the sky's the limit with skill. You can kind of go out there and always improve and take things back from every track. Um, so going to all three of the tracks and learning different things at all three of them has definitely been uh, a highlight of the season. Um, and yeah, the other one that keeps you coming back is just the friends and the, the, the general pits. So obviously there's a, a, a massive group, surprisingly, from Fort McMurray that makes out to as many events as they can. Um, so I love drifting with the guys, hanging out like uh, in and out of the drifting events, um, and especially the the time on track that we just share together. So yeah, it's just been a great season, and uh, yeah, hoping to keep that going forward. Yeah, man, uh, just you guys are always just you know having like a pit party. It seems doesn't matter if like you know cars are up on jack stands, BMWs are falling apart, whatever happens, man. You guys are all just always happy, man. Always bringing that vibe. So I'd love to see that stuff. 
Um, I know it's probably a little bit too early to talk about like Specty Awards for this year, but uh, just have you know that uh, you are my spirit of uh, drifting award. Uh, you'd be my nomination because, like I said, man, you didn't let uh, didn't let the challenge scare you. Didn't back down from it, man. You just always showed up. Good attitude, man. Just full send. We love to see that. Um, what I want to ask you too is, you know, having maybe and obviously. I'm not trying to step on toes or something like that, but maybe one of the lower horsepower cars in our series, you know, were you intimidated by just some of the other builds that showed up or how did you, how did you feel with both those? Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, not, not really because like the tire size really is a good limiter to keep the cars somewhat close together. Um, you know, other than like Tristan McLennan running grudges at 15 PSI in the rear, like, you know, just running off like a madman. Um, but yeah, like, obviously horsepower does play a part in figuring out how close you can chase with people and how you kind of want to lead. Um, I guess maybe not that much in the lead, but, um, I don't know. I just kind of went, tried to make the most of the car that I had not really worried about the, the rest of the guys. But, um, yeah, I, I would definitely take like a 500 horsepower LS for free. If anybody was giving them away, nobody's going to turn that one down, nope. but, uh, right. I like the spoolie noises a bit too much. <laughs> Yo, I'm right there with you, buddy. They, they're a little bit more exciting than the blop blop, but uh, you know what it is. Um, hey, I actually found the list of uh, rapid-fire questions if you're ready here. We've skipped this segment <laughs> a little bit, but uh, we've got it back on track now. So if well, you're ready we, to go, we, I'm we, ready to ask. Well, last <laughs> week we got derailed with John. He basically called me a, what is it, a, cray, a, a crayon eater or something like that. Like, basically, I couldn't put this the track map together sitting there eating the crayons like some sort sounds of sounds uh... like usual judges power discussion <laughs> so yeah we got so we'll we got start it off then i guess uh, what's your favorite flavor crayon <laughs> i like purple it's great nice nice good solid answer i would have probably given me full points for red but we'll take purple <laughs> all right we'll move on to it here all right buddy most expensive part you've broken I don't think I've actually broken that much expensive parts. I'd say maybe like, I don't know, a shifter maybe. Um, I repaired it, but it came off on me in round one a little bit. So that was a pain. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, most expensive part on the car right now that hopefully doesn't break. <laughs> um, I would say probably my turbo. Uh, actually, no, pre-discount price, the ECU, the, okay. the Link ECU. Yeah. yeah, give those boys a shout out for hooking you up there. Uh, obviously, you see the logos on your car, and uh, you know it runs. You got to say it. It definitely does run smooth. I don't think, outside of your misfire issue there, I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think you had any kind of engine-related mechanicals. I'm uh, oh. I'm pretty big on those recently, but uh, yeah. <laughs> with the wastegate line shut, like fuse shut, making as many pounds as it could. And yeah. only kept it at 12 and the engine didn't blow up. So I'm very happy with my safety setup. Sweet. I got to look into something like that. Um, <laughs> I didn't have, I wasn't so lucky. But uh, dream car, dream motor setup. Um, I think I'd have to go with an oddball. With, like, I don't know why, but I kind of fell in love with the looks of like the Mitsubishi Starion. And I know that's just like a okay. fake dial or a fake Porsche from the era, but I just loved how boxy they looked. Um, and yeah, I'd probably just put like a, 700 horsepower LS in it just to have some fun. You know, big engine, small car, can't go wrong. Right, right. Oh, yeah, no. Right. Always a good recipe for disaster or success or fun or both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all good. Um, if you got a, uh, if you battle anybody in the world, who would it be? Um, Kaichi Tsuchiya, just because he built some of the wheels I own. Sick. Right on. Nice, nice, nice. Yo, sell me those, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Hero Driver, someone in the world that you look up to? Uh, Mark Dunbar. Nice. Well, I was going to follow that up with a favorite local driver, but you know what? Drift Jesus is omnipotent. He is all around us. <laughs> so, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, all right. So, we'll finish it off with uh, Bucket List Event and Bucket List Track. Ooh, I think event, I'm going to kind of cheat and say Drift Week, and I know that's multiple kind of tracks in the same time, but okay. uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know, but, like, I've driven this car too many events in previous years. Uh, never when it's turbocharged, except for round one this year, when, uh, like the grassroots round one, and I had a problem. Um, but I love towing my trailer, going to all the different events, and I think Drift Week would be sick. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess that covers both track and event, so I'm going to stick yep. with that. 
Then I got one left for you too. Uh, just with as drifting is, you know, expanding and growing, uh, where do you hope to see it go? Um, I don't actually know. Uh, I kind of hope that it gets a little bit more, I don't know, accepted in some smaller communities. Like in Fort McMurray, we're four and a half hours away from a drift track. And I'm not going to lie, not many people know what drifting is up here. So there's a little bit of a understanding that uh, is going on. Um, so I know like it's, it's getting pretty popular and I think it's still a little bit of a niche audience that knows about it. So I don't know, kind of hope it just gets a little bit more mainstream. Nice. I like it, man. Good answers. Some, some hard hitting journalistic questions there. And then uh, <laughs> final question for you before I let you go back over to Sean here, who are you looking forward to blowing the doors off of on Strato Bash? You can't say me cause I'm out. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, if Malcolm's bringing the Jay-Z BMW, I'm really hoping to get some tandems with him. Look, yeah. him he's pretty sick. Obviously, he doesn't do Pro-Am yet, but uh, yeah, I love watching him drive. <laughs> no, he's a, he's yeah, a no. crowding sender for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Malcolm's coming up. Uh, Calvin Crook's coming up. I mean, hey, we even had a tussle at the uh, Driven demo. He's a good driver. Good driver. Definitely one to, uh, to drive hard with, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, you're also coming up with... Uh, well, a big Fort McMurray contingent's coming down. So you got Mark Dunbar coming down. Hopefully you guys spend a bit of time driving together and really following his line. He really nailed that, that track. I think he was driving one of the best lines um, in round one. So that's sometimes some of the best uh, improvement is following these fast guys, how they run the track, how fast they actually throw stuff into a corner and make it stick. It's pretty interesting to see and uh, chasing them can actually help you out quite a bit too, right? Um, so next year, what's your plans uh, competition-wise? You plan on run the, run the competition schedule again, doing that, or are you saving a bunch of money now that you got a house and going to go do Drift Week? Uh, we'll see. I think I'm going to be able to make two events if there's two around the Edmonton area, um, but I don't think I'll have enough vacation or money to really head out to Mission, B.C. Right. So I do want to do pro-am events. Um, I don't think I'll be able to do an entire series. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to keep some uh, keep some of my skills developing. So, yeah, I want to hit some events next year. Yeah, excellent. I think that would be a good plan. And the VQ, like you, you're probably one of the only ones that I know running, in the, running with the turbocharged VQ setup. How have you found it for, for, you know, power delivery? You know, you talk a little bit about 500 horsepower LF. What are you actually making for power in that car? So the dyno number, it makes 420 horsepower, and I rev it up to 600, uh, 6,900 RPM. So it's a very beam spec car. Um, like I said, I don't really make much power above, uh, sorry, below 4,000 RPM just because the boost takes a little bit to kick in. Um, but it is a 3.5 liter versus like, you know, a JZ or a 1JZ, which is a little bit smaller displacement. Um, right. I'd say the way I've set it up, um, just because, like, I don't know anybody locally who's done turbo VQs as much for drifting. Um, I probably would have set it up slightly differently, made it a little bit more power down low. Um, and I kind of want to add some RPMs with an oil pump. So I've got a couple things that I could do to make the power band a little bit better. But other than that, it's been pretty good. Uh, I like the power that it comes on with. Uh, it's pretty smooth being a V6, not an inline four. Sorry, Tony. But, uh, yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> it's like an inline one right now, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you talked a little bit about the turbo setup and you said it was just sort of like an ebay turbo setup um reason you went with like a single big turbo instead of like you know take inspiration from chris forsberg he did that twin turbo vq setup and it actually worked out really well fairly responsive Is there a reason why you went with just picking your brain on why you went with the, the bigger turbo and maybe makes it a little bit less drivable because maybe you, you take it to 6,500 RPM. Is that what you said? 69. 69. So you're only like, you know, 2,400 RPM uh, power to play with there, which is actually a fairly, fairly small power band. Um, thoughts on changing that out, trying something different? Have you, have you talked to some other people that are running the similar setup? Um, so first of all, the reason I went with it is just money. Like without okay. having built engine, um, I don't think you'd want to run a twin turbo with that much power just because you make so much power down low. These rods aren't known to hold up to a whole bunch of abuse. So 
I think that's why a lot of VQs that are turbocharged end up blowing their blocks. Um, okay. So first, reliability, and there's no such thing as a cheap twin turbo kit. So eBay was like, you know, two grand for the cold side, hot side piping and some eBay turbo. Um, I put on a Pulsar turbo, which is a little bigger. Uh, and the only regret is maybe I should have gone with one size smaller of a turbo just so it's spooled up a bit faster. Um, but it's definitely the most affordable way for me to go up to like the 400 horsepower range. Um, and I think once I do an oil pump and maybe cams uh, and like springs if I need to, um, I can get it up to like seven, 75, maybe 8,000 RPMs. So I'll have a lot more of a power band to work with. Um, right. There's some crazy guys in some boosted VQ forums that say they can do 8,200 RPMs on stock stuff, but I'm not going to risk that. Uh, I do have a spare engine, but I don't have the motivation to put that in yet. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no it's, it's a tough thing is finding that, that happy place in it. No, I'm just curious on it because, you know, if you get the boost, so you're thinking that if you have the power down low, it doesn't actually take it as well as when it's, you know, kind of ramped up in that over 4,000 is better for the motor. Yeah. Yeah, the VQs were, like, they made a lot of power for NA, mm -hmm. um, so that way, if you add boost to them, it's, like, high boost, high compression, and if that happens too low down, uh, the cylinder compression just gets, like, crazy, okay. so you start okay. bending the rods, which aren't designed for boost, because, like, I'm making, like, twice the stock horsepower already, it's just, it's all in, like, kind of the higher end, where it's a little bit easier on the engine to make it. Yeah, because, like, basically, that motor setup in its stock form, like, just the NA cars, those dominate all of our Thursday night practice. Like everybody has either a G35 or a 350Z. Tony, don't <laughs> roll your eyes. Those, those cars are like the, they're the best bang for the buck for, for power. I mean, they got more power than like any stock BMW does, I think for sure. Right. And guys can drift them and they have a great time. I don't know. It seems like a good platform to start with. Like that's the advice I give to get the HR motor and 350Z or, Tony's favorite, a V, uh, what, VQ30 bar, what? Well, the I'm I, um, I love the 350Z and Gs more than the E36 and 46 crowd. Like, that's just facts all day. Like, I would rather, oh, God, if we had to have 20 of either car at an event, <laughs> I would happily listen to the VQ all day. <laughs> they can't be straight piped. No, no. My luck, it will be, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, we have have to give you a thank you for that that you said it you're you're a <laughs> vq owner and you don't like a straight pipe i don't think anybody does at the moment but i mean um i don't know it's it's interesting like that is a good power level to be at um you know for the fds the car that i used that i was making the same power as when we were competing back 10 years ago and it's still at the same power level that it's at like right around that 400 420 wheel horsepower is all that we make in in the FDs. So it's pretty interesting. You know, that's a good power level to be at. I think maybe just like you talk about some of that delivery, power delivery and drivability will make it a bit better because mm -hmm. 2,400 RPM isn't, isn't a ton. So, you know, hopefully that'll help out or you can just be like everybody else and get a big bottle of nitrous and put the spray to it. Yeah, definitely could. Um, but yeah, that, that is kind of the reason <laughs> Stepping down from a 255 to a 235 tire made a lot of sense. Um, I was actually struggling where in third gear, if I did a clutch kick, uh, my power is made so high up that I'd clutch kick and it would try to go up and then it wouldn't make boost and it'd come back down. So clutch kicking was kind of ineffective at that moment. Um, but right. stepping down to the 235 tire, it's a lot more responsive. I can get it to boost. And then once I'm in boost, I can stay in it because I've got the, uh, the horsepower to keep it going. So, yeah, I, I think. Fear actually made the jump down to uh, 235s as well for the last round. It does. It just makes it a little bit more drivable. Um, if you can, you know, if the car responds better to your to your throttle inputs, lets the tires light off a little bit faster. It does make it quite a bit more drivable, I think. But seem seem to go better anyway. It looks smoother through the banks and stuff like that, and, and look to be a little bit more drivable. Is that the tire that you're going to be practicing on as well when we get out to Stratobash? Are you going to be running on that tire as well? Mostly, yeah. I've got uh, a few brand new 235s that I'm going to be running throughout the weekend. And then, you know, a slew of random tires that I've brought just because, you know, you can't afford to have brand new tires all the time. Uh, well, that's so. right. Yeah. You know, it is. We uh, it's, a, it's a great way to recycle them. We have to take those tires and use every last little bit of them. I think it's our responsibility as a drift community to use use up all those old tires that people take off. You know, yes. run them right down. Otherwise, you know, they just go in a pile somewhere made into playground material. 
Anything you want to sort of uh, end off with? Give a sponsor shout out, anything like that. People that help you out, make your days great uh, yeah. on the track. Yeah, I'll, I'll shout out 881 Crew and Fort McMurray. Obviously, they're a huge part of the team up here, and I'm a huge part of them. Um, I am stepping down from like the ownership side of things, uh, so I'm no longer going to be as involved with 881 going forward. Um, but like you know, we've accomplished a lot of stuff, and we're a big team that we like to to take on the road to all the events. So yeah, I want to shout them out. Um, for sponsors, like locally, Napa, Fort McMurray, uh, and the Link ECU, I'd say are probably my biggest ones. Um, still love the roll cage from Jesse from Titan Fab, so shout out to him. Um, and yeah, I just kind of want to close with saying, uh, I'm really hoping that uh, more people turbocharge VQs because I think it's uh, a pandemic in the car community where everybody's scared of blowing them up and they're not that bad. <laughs> I support this message. It makes them quieter too. It's so it's good. <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah, no, and it's nice. Yeah, makes it makes it Stratotech legal. That's what we call it, Stratotech legal. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Hey, well, thanks for uh, jumping on. I know last week we were trying to get you on and work didn't quite line up, but I always enjoy uh, chatting with you at the track, and I really enjoyed having you on here tonight and sort of just getting your feedback on your 2023 season and uh, look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks down in Edmonton at Stratobash. Yeah. See you guys there. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Tony and Sean, uh, for the questions. And yeah, looking forward to Stratobash. Awesome. So, me and boys for the wheels, bud. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you out there. I'll get you. <laughs> free, free spokes or no spokes, man. That's uh, that's what we say. Those are the best wheels on the market. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can always hit up Ryan Literal. He has a bunch of those, too, some custom made ones, you know. <laughs> Yeah, see how his season's going. He might need. Never mind. My fellow blown up with Nissan Motor Gang. Yeah, we'll, we'll have I lots mean, of talk about. I'm sure. Nah, he's, he's got the hookup on the on the new ones. I think his are all custom uh, yeah. CNC stuff like that. Hey, so yeah, so we're fit, we're chatting a little bit more about Stratotech Stratotech prep that we got going for Stratobash Four. Um, how about you? What's the things that you must bring out to the track? Um, and things that maybe you should leave behind. Well, I'll tell you this, what, uh, this year it's going to be refreshments in a nice shady spot, but uh, from years prior, um, you definitely got to bring a um, place to sit, you know, it's good to just catch a break sometimes. Right. Um, it, obviously, you're going to need your tires, you're going to need your parts, you're going to need more spare parts than you really think you need. I'd recommend axles, I'd recommend, um, you know, power steering pumps if you got them. Uh, gets pretty hectic, pretty hot, pretty fast there. Uh, so, you know, maybe even keeping some cooling systems uh, components unlocked, not a bad idea. And then just tires, man. More and more tires than you think you need. Uh, bring a little extra money, too, because I know you will have the Zestino trailer on site uh, selling, some, uh, selling some tires there. So I think, uh, I think last year I showed up with eight and I planned to burn eight but then ended up buying four more from you and burnt off 12. <laughs> so it just sometimes it goes, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, obviously, we're going to do, I think next week, we're going to do our Stratobash survival podcast, right? We'll have yep, some. We'll get, we'll some... Get, yeah, I think it takes two weeks to get everybody in it. Um, yeah, just reminders too. Grab some, uh, grab some cash. Have, have cash on site because, you know, food trucks are out there always. Cash is always easier than sometimes debit. Mm -hmm. uh, and for Devotion Tire really help the guy out do cash only you can't track everybody down for e-transfers nope. cash only is uh way easier makes makes his life easier makes your life easier and if you're on matt's good side it's always a good thing that guy busts his uh busts back helping us out every single year no no it is he's actually coming out on thursday so tomorrow night he's going to be out at rad torque if you want to come get your uh stratobash prep done like i'm doing i'm taking all my wheels and tires to him he's gonna mount them all up thursday so at least i got you know saturday looked after out at the track for stratobash so plan ahead come out make sure your cars are in working order tomorrow out at uh, rat torque we have our you know regular open drift presented by jb's power center so it's going to be good um hey Number one thing that fails on drift cars, fire extinguishers, right? Stratobash last year, I must have handed out a bunch of our random fire extinguishers and I got a half of them back. This is the best uh, bang for the buck. 
strap one of these to your roll cage, you're good to go. These are available out at Stratobash as well. So a little tiny things like that, you don't have to worry about mounting it anywhere. It just zip ties to your cage, good to go. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, yeah. As we, as we get prepped on it and as we're working on the driver's package, uh, finalizing some of that, there's some neat things going on. I know uh, Dustin is gonna be doing some light painting out there on the Saturday night, maybe Friday night if your guys are ready to go before the cars get too beat up. We got some cool shots that can be had out on the track. Um, yeah, so there's just a bunch of neat things going on uh, out of the track there. So of course, yeah, food trucks, all that kind of jazz. Um, what else? What, what, now that now that you're, you're going to be freed up, you're going to be out there taking pictures, uh, just spending time trying to steal some rides, I guess. Is that sort of your plan for that uh, weekend coming yeah. up? Yeah, definitely. And I think I'm going to maybe see about making some signs, maybe some flags, maybe not Marshall, like more like an anti-Marshall, just basically if I think you're not driving hard enough, I'm going to just start throwing stuff at your car and uh, start throwing up some hand signs, thinking that you can definitely go harder. Uh, so I'm definitely like, I'm not trying to see anybody write their stuff off, but you got to come closer. I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Tony's out there telling you to go harder. We're telling you to like take it down. Yeah, if you're not blowing up your engine in five laps in the demo, bro, don't play. Like, don't don't even at me, bro. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We, it's all good. Keep the economy going. That's right. right. So, yeah, we'll put, it, we'll put out the challenge. Everybody, let's sign a petition. Whoever drives the hardest, Tony will put an LS in his car for uh, 2020. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. That's it? <laughs> Bring any spare KAs you got to Strato Bash. I'll buy them off you, wherever they're at. We do don't care. That, do they make them anymore? Uh, I think they may still supply light industrial lift trucks with the diesel variants of it. <laughs> All right, so if you Fun have fact. a light industrial lift truck and it has yeah. a K motor in it, it but only your license. He's down to go. <laughs> he's, he's down to go diesel for uh, twenty twenty four. Here, here, here first. If not, Let's it's going to be the uh, the LS train. Tony's going to jump on there. Five threes all day. Um, yeah, for sure. Get uh, five likes in chat right now. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Five. <laughs> There's only four people here. It's good. We're good. All right. <laughs> All right. So while this right. derails into madness now, don't worry about my engine problems. We'll uh, we'll reveal some news when we have some to share. Um, but uh, obviously, looking forward to our Strato Bash Survival Podcast next week. Uh, hopefully, we can get some longtime Bash uh, drivers in there to share their tips and tricks. I'll uh, I'll have a little bit more for you guys next week as well. Uh, other than that, just uh, looking forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night out at Rad Torque Raceway. I've heard there's going to be a little bit of a prize ceremony there for my, um, you know, mishaps. <laughs> just Sean going to be giving me the word and laughing at me. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll, uh, give, this, so I'll sure. give this to you in person. Yeah. How about that? You know, yeah, so come I, laugh, come clap, come cheer. Come get your jokes in. It's fine. It's all good. I'm fine. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll, be, be good. we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Happens to all of us. We've all had that same thing happen. You haven't. You haven't been drifting long enough, and it'll come. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Motors, motors next. Are a consumable part. Um, hey, well, thanks for coming on. And again, like, really thanks uh, to have Brandon on. It's it's neat to chat with maybe you know some of the rookies in the in the series and get their feedback on it for sure. And yeah, Rad Torque tomorrow. Gates open at four thirty. Be out there, and we will see you all there. See you guys then. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next all right. week. Good night.